Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Gasly's dealt. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. I thought that this was going to be Red Bull just sailing off into a breezy win, which it was, but that was a chaotic race. It was a chaotic race. It was a, it was a really bizarre race. Loads of stuff happened that wouldn't often happen. And the time of day... Here's the fun thing about the Japanese Grand Prix for me, mm-hmm. is that it was on at 6am, yeah. so nobody's watched it. So... Um, <laughs> What we can do now is, is we can just up. make up a race. The thing is, is we're actually going to give a review and it will sound like we've made it up. Yeah, it, it, that's what I'm sort of warning the listener of here. This, is it's going to sound like we've added in some quirky little details to test the uh, listener uh, whether or not you can kind of pick what's a real bit of a race and yeah they made up the race for you they how could red bull win and have a double dnf stay <laughs> tuned to find out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the reason i like the the japanese grand prix is because it's so early that you can kind of get all your disappointment out by 9 a.m <laughs> didn't you know what i mean like you can't be sad you don't waste your whole weekend watching and uh, watching the f1 you have to go i'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning to watch this did max win it in japan last year yeah and johnny herbert remember that moment when he Mm. was like i think you're world are you world champion i think you might you getting it in my headphones you are and you aren't you are and you aren't congratulations max you are and you aren't he's never got to enjoy a real you know next next week he'll win qatar at the sprint race he'll win the championship in qatar at the sprint race in two weeks which means max verstappen will never three championships he's a cursed champion first one yeah because it's karma because he didn't he you know, he deserved the first one but he didn't he wasn't given it properly yeah he shouldn't have won that and had red bull known the era of dominance that they were about to enter they probably wouldn't have have uh, twisted michael massey's arms quite so much but it's funny that he gets the first one under the most controversial formula one decision of the last probably of all time yeah second and one is he, they don't know that they he's don't won. know that he's won it so it's Sort of, it, kind of a, a really damp event, wasn't it? Yeah, he wasn't able to explode in joy and have a moment that he'd always dreamed of. And then this one is going to be a <laughs> sprint. At the, do, okay, do you miss the sprint race? Like we haven't had one for a while, and we've got a lot coming up before the end of the season. I just, I haven't even noticed that they've gone. No sprint racing. I mean, a lot of what makes the race interesting i mean well to be honest there isn't a lot of what makes races interesting uh but one of the things is the strategy as it unfolds over the longer term and a sprint race it's just so inconsequential they've they've bumped the number of points you get up haven't they yeah 
So it's now like a it's now like a proper mini race yeah. as opposed to what it was before. Yeah, which it was is the just first like, three. It used to be the first three drivers were the only ones that got points. They've extended that now, and the number of championship points has increased for the yeah, and it yeah, goes yeah. Further so down. it actually matters in a way. And I think that the what I like about the sprint race is that they call qualifying the sprint shootout, and it's just qualifying, mm. and it sums up the FIA that there are these these old men going, yeah, you know, we need to give it a really cool name. And he goes, well, why don't we just make it better? Why don't we just make the sprint race a more interesting? No, 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 no. Just call it the shootout, even though... But it's just normal qualifying. Yeah, but we're going to call it a shootout. It's just normal qualifying. Shut up. Do we... (laughs) Okay, let's do the Formula One news very quickly before uh, we review the chaotic Japanese Grand Prix 2023. Okay, very quickly. Danny and Yuki announced as AlphaTauri drivers. Now, I think that's a bit of a stitch up. I think that's a bit unfair on, on old Liam Lawson. I think Liam Lawson's going to be fine. I think that's going to prove to be Alpha Tauri's mistake, not uh, Liam Lawson's misfortune. Uh, yeah, but did you not notice that they went... Firstly, they keep asking Horner what he thinks. Just stop pretending that Red Bull are a two-car team. It's ridiculous. Who's the team principal of Alpha Tauri? Um Exactly, yeah. right? It's it's just bollocks. It's just it's like you know when in a in a cartoon where two kids are on each other's shoulders wearing an adult's coat, <laughs> like trying to get into a nightclub. That's what Alpha Tauri is, and I think they need to just own up to the fact that they are the underlings of Red Bull. No, no judgment. Be 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 who you are, guys. Life's short. It's okay. Christian Horner is they're like cu- they're the cuck team of Formula One. You know, in a like a cartoon, the bullied kid who becomes like the bad guy who's going to destroy the world, like in Incredibles two, mm-hmm. like the the bullied kid who's now evil. Yeah, that's Christian Horner. That's Incredibles one, but carry on. That's Gyro. But anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. You're making a face like I don't know my Pixar films. It was voiced by um, Jason Lee, who was the pro skateboarder that was in, then in My Name Is Earl, did the voice of the bullied. Jason Lee from Dogma. Yeah, exactly. But I think that Danny wasn't going to get the seat, and I think Horner did something in front of him. <laughs> that Ricardo was like, oh, I filmed that. <laughs> <laughs> They, like, sent him the text going, listen, mate, Lawson's in next year. You fuck this up. And Danny just replied with a video from 2019 and was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because I think I've got the seat next year. I just think that ultimately Danny and Yuki, and this is a sad thing about Formula One, you know, maybe. Maybe it's just an ugly part of life and we all need to get used to it. Yuki is from Japan. And who lives in Japan? I'll tell you. It's fucking millions of people. (laughs) millions and millions and millions of people and I'll tell you who's really charismatic and like famous is Daniel Ricardo. so he's in as well and ultimately they've made a decision based on how do we get people to give any of a fuck about Alpha Tauri yeah or Adidas yeah as they're going to be called next year we want two famous drivers who are going to be good brand ambassadors what they don't want is some fucking kid from New Zealand where about five other people live who gives a fuck about New Zealand the Adidas out. what are they what are they going to be it's going to be the blockbuster video TK Maxx team they just don't care at this point do they? <laughs> like Hugo Boss yeah come on in the celebrations chocolates yeah come on in Quality Street the Quality Street Formula 1 team that would be good if teams were called named after 
the appropriate brands for themselves. In fact, that's we'll rename all the teams one week. <laughs> the, the, what a, they, the appropriate brand. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, with a brand that properly suits the team. Yeah, that Mercedes they, then is Cafe Nero, isn't it? Yes, yeah, sure. By that logic. But let's save it for a non-race week because God knows we're starved of content. Logan times. Sargent, as well, as well as the fact that there's no one in New Zealand... Um, which is probably a big reason why he didn't get the seat because, like you say, market appeal. He also, I, I realised this week, I was like, Logan Sargent looks like that young stock trader, like business intern who has to come into the office on a Monday and apologise for using that word. He looks like American Psycho. Yeah, he's got a proper, like, sort of, he's got that sort of Patrick Bateman mm. leathery. Yeah, and like a like quite a synthetic jawline. Yeah. Like, he's handsome, but in a... He's like an unimaginative person's drawing of a handsome person. <laughs> he looks like he narrates his own sexual encounters. That's Ugh, what he looks like. <laughs> that's very appropriate. Okay, let's review the Formula One Lenovo Japanese Grand Prix 2023. Um, congratulations to Lenovo for getting that in there. We appreciate your presence in the in the tech in the Formula One marketplace. Hey, congratulations on the ThinkPad. It's oh my a God. design the classic. Red. I miss the little red. The little red. Uh, I don't want to say the word, but they, they you don't their, want to say the word. The little, they have their little ball, don't they, on the track? You don't there. want to say the word. Stimulate, you can stimulate. That's the, the word that I most associate with you. <laughs> when you play with the Lenovo keyboard, it moans. You know that. <laughs> That's what I think. You could, saying the word would have been better. What is it about going to Japan that makes the drivers go do lally? Is it jet lag? Like every team, everyone had an insane moment this weekend. There was no moment where someone didn't do something mad. It's a race. crazy. It's a, it's an amazing. Like even geographically, it suggests an otherworldliness. Off the top of your head, is Japan in the northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere? It's uh, it's it's west, yeah. it's east, it's west. But is it in the northern hemisphere <laughs> or southern? Way. Hemisphere? Yeah, it's that way. Yeah, it's both. Jo- li- it listener, must be both. Josh is pointing in the right direction. Yeah. it's but it's both because otherwise you wouldn't be asking me. Huh? Is it is it both? <laughs> I have no idea. It, just, no. It, it doesn't. I don't associate it with any. It is a complete outlier, kind of culturally and what it represents. It's a really. I I think it's amazing that there are places in the world that have developed with such a sense of cultural difference to I mean there's lots of places like this but it is uh it, it, it's it's such an isolated country isn't it I know it's amazing and also I did notice that that uh, in the UK Sky TV they they lent into the whole Japanese stuff a little less this year Do you remember Yeah they obviously year? had a few letters Yeah last year before the race there was that guy with the sword Yeah and I don't want to do the voice but it was it was it was very Japanese. It was somebody it? doing a Japanese voice and saying, it, "Ooh, Formula One." Yeah, I'm, in, I'm doing the dubbed version. Yeah, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the non-Japanese voice. Ah, so you are a Formula One driver. And I was like, guys, this is a little bit ridiculous. And um, <laughs> but then what they did this year is they offset that onto Fernando Alonso because he has a samurai tattoo on his back. Oh, does he? How so they got they got him shirtless. Mm. Like before the race, going, I am connected to samurai because the samurai is a warrior. I like to fight. I like to race. I like to make it a love to your mother and your sister and your brother. What the hell life is short, love is love. I am a samurai. I have a sword. It is a symbol of what I fight with and what I fuck with. My sword, your sword, this sword, F1. I was made. I made eye contact with you the whole time. Though. Yeah, it was a little departure from your Lawrence Stroll and stepmother. And it was 
it, I just thought it was really funny that they bigged up like, yeah, Alonzo's got a samurai tattoo. Let's lead into that. For And they did it for crypto, like a crypto advert where he's talking about being a samurai sword. Cut to the race and him going, you threw me to the lions. <laughs> you yeah. threw me to the fucking Give lions. me more straight line speed, please. <laughs> please. He's so cool until he gets in a car. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's such a little weasel. Can I have some more straight line speed, please? The most chaotic race of the season started with the best, most calm national anthem. We've seen some wacky national anthem moments this Again, year. Again, I think they were they were sensitive to the idea of culturally overdoing it. Yeah, but they did it so well. I don't know if, if it was because of five thirty. It was five thirty in the morning, and I'd just woken up. But I felt things. I was moved by their national it anthem. It really was. Uh, and he's not just saying this for the microphone uh, and, and, and the red light. Josh was very impressed with it. It's, I think I'd go as far to say it's Josh Weller's, it's Josh Weller's National Anthem of the Year. Yeah, they win my Constructors National Anthem Award of yeah. the Year. And it was, because there was no, we had that guy in, was it Austria where he had the really long flag? Or Belgium, the, the, the cape that was a, also a flag went all the way back. Mm. You had the glasses on. And Alonso looked like Larry David, just being like, this is absolute bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had, um, obviously, LL Cool J in Miami, which seems like a world ago now. Yeah, that feels like three seasons ago. Was that not three seasons ago? And we had the worst one of the year, which was the British National Anthem, where we had the Homeland guy. What's his name? Um, God save um, Gracious King. God save our noble God save our king. Hey, Damien, we want you to do the national anthem for Great Britain. Yeah, I'll do it. Victorious, happy and glory. I'll do the national anthem, but I'm going to do it my way. Okay, what do you mean? Well, first of all, I'm not going to use any instruments. Yeah, okay, that's a cappella. That's not a big deal. I'm going to be wearing boat shoes. <laughs> and no socks. Also, how do you feel about saxophones? I'm sorry, what, Damien? Yeah, you fucking heard me. How do you feel about <laughs> a sexophone is? You know, like the king loves. It's the, the closest saxophone. word to sex on the phone that you can get that's a musical instrument. How do you feel about that? And the Japanese Grand Prix, just military outfits, saluting, sang the song, great melody, bish bash bosh, let's race. Yeah, I they're a nation of... Stoicism and dignity. Yeah. Till about eleven PM at night. Also, while we're talking <laughs> while we're talking about um music in Formula One, when Red Bull won the Constructors Championship, spoiler alert, when Red Bull won the Constructors <laughs> In case you didn't know who was gonna win this year, they played Iron Sky by Paolo Nutini. Yeah. Which is Toto Wolf's favourite song. Toto's Desert Island Disc, no less. And actually do, do. he got me into it. I I listened to it since I heard since we did that episode in Edinburgh, it's not a bad song. You know what? They, but it has this bit in it from Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. They, they played this over Red Bull's victory. Okay, just I'll play a quick bit of it. Who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. So they played this bit from The Great Dictator, which is a film where Charlie Chaplin plays Hitler. <laughs> mm. And it's a sort of anti-Nazi, anti-fascism movie from, uh, I think when the movie was made, um, America wasn't at war yet with 
Germany. It was pre-Pearl Harbor. So they could kind of make this movie and it wasn't a big, as much of a big deal. Yeah. But was, I do it think... It was about something that was happening to other people at that point. Yeah. But I do think that playing that over the Red Bull victory, it felt like someone at Sky went, okay, guys, I've got an idea. <laughs> so I'm going to play Paolo Nutini's Iron Sky. And someone went, yeah, I love Paolo Nutini. And he went, yeah. Firstly, it's Toto Wolf's favourite song, which is hilarious that we're playing it over a Red Bull victory. But also, there's quite a strong... What did what did Helmo Marco, Helmo Marco say two weeks ago? What did he say? He was was he was he openly racist about? Yeah, okay, great. Well, how about we play something where Charlie Chaplin is dressed up as a Nazi when he delivers that speech? Yeah, we are not machine men. We are not machine minds. To, to a team that are very machine headed and machine minded, mm. it felt like a real trolling. Yeah, it feels very much like somebody couldn't straight facedly convince you that they meant that to be inspiring or that they meant that to be nice to the Red Bull. It's too on the nose as a pastiche and piss take of quite how robotic and uh, overbearing and how fast and loose they've been with some of Formula One's rules. Well, have they... I have which, which read, brings okay, us onto the race, yeah, to be fair. Let's get onto the race quickly. My final song uh, moment is... My song of the race is... Uh, I've got uh, from 101 Dalmatians. I've gone with Cruella de Vil. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, th- I don't think there's been a race where Red Bull have been more sneaky. Sneaky. And sneaky. And very sneaky. Th- I don't think there's a race where Red Bull have tried more to get their sort of 100 puppy skins than this one. <laughs> they were so creative and it really reminded me I was like put I had no problem with it in this race I, I, I thought Red Bull were funny um, and I don't mind that <laughs> the thing that really irks me about Formula 1 at this time of year is when you start getting those mad statistics where they go did you know that Red Bull can win the Constructors Championship in Singapore if Mercedes only score one point and finish first and seventh or if Ferrari score less than or more than 23 points and finish in eighth and 14th or yeah. if Aston Martin don't finish or if Lance Stroll ends up on a lilo at some point that would mean Red Bull can win the Constructors' Championship in Singapore yeah it and really you have a based anxiety attack yeah because of just... all the things that you're trying to work out you go, that none of that means anything to me because I'm not going to know in the moment whether or not it's happened am I I'm going to need you. Basically, if you if, if 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 Ted says they've won it, then they've won it, and if he doesn't, then they haven't. But that's all I really need to know. It's also I don't need the variables this year because I have a really strong feeling that they're going to win everything anyway. Yeah, year. it's not like oh, it's it's just a case of oh, we the exciting reveal is when do Red Bull win it, <laughs> not if Red Bull win it, and that's been the case since. The first race, race of the season. Yeah. It was race one where Max Verstappen just shot off into the distance and everyone's heart sank. I had this moment today right before lights out, before the, before the race started. And it's one light, two light, three lights, four lights, five lights. And just as the lights went out, in my head I just went, why do I do this? Why do I do this? I know what I'm in for. I know, I know that this race is going to break my heart. And I will say, to credit the Japanese Grand Prix, it kept me guessing. They kept me guessing the whole time. To an extent. Yeah. We saw this race. We saw Max Verstappen. I mean, say what you want about Max. Um, that qualifying lap was it, credit where it's due. That was one of the best qualifying laps. I, it was up there with um, Lewis in um, 
Singapore, Lewis in Abu Dhabi, some of those amazing vessel qualifying laps. Like it was a flawless yeah. qualifying lap. And what we saw this week is we saw, and we'll get to it properly, but we saw the the absolute peak of Max Verstappen. The a man performing in just the highest, highest quality, unlike anyone we've seen for so long. And at the same time, we got to watch the complete collapse of Sergio Perez. And it made for a really fun race. Yes, it did, yeah. I mean, it, uh, there is an extent to which watching Formula One this season has been like watching the same film over and over again, but re-recorded to include different B-plots. <laughs> so like, okay, well, it's still the same lead character. It's still the same outcome. But always a variety of different characters coming in and out. In 10th place, Alpha da- with five points in the Constructors' Championship, Lawson starting 11th. Fin- Lawson consistency starts 11th, finish 11th. Salona starts 12th. Uh, did starts he finish? 9th, finishes 12th. 12th. Yeah, I just think they're making a mistake getting rid of Lawson. I mean, Liam Lawson will go to possibly Williams. No, he won't. Possibly Haas. Nah, he's going to be. He's already announced as reserve driver. They've announced it, and that's the thing that really irks me. They're like, well, he's still racing in the Red Bull family. It's like, no, he's not. They're not drivers. When you're a reserve driver, stop making the reserve driver a celebrity role. They've made, they've confirmed that he's yeah. the reserve driver. I mm. thought he said he didn't want that. No, they've confirmed that he's reserve for uh, for Red Bull and AlphaTauri. And Horner made it look like a promotion because he was like, well, yes, he's not going to be in the car per se, but he will be reserve driver for us, and we're a big fucking deal. So he should be happy with the fact that we're going to let him maybe race our cars. If, At some point. I mean, which is going to happen because Sergio Perez is going to have a breakdown next year. He's going to do that um, uh, Talladega Nights thing where Will Ferrell thinks he's on fire when he's not and jumps out the car. I'm on fire! Oh, Sergio Perez is going to... He's going to have that moment next year. He he literally just played Mario Kart in real time this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Lawson is going to... What might happen is they might, after this weekend... Look at the telemetry and go. So as you can see, um, Max, um, Max is braking very late into the apex here at turn three. And and if we look at the telemetry, Sergio, um, what you were doing was crashing into Magnuson. <laughs> huh? What's that? Oh yeah. How many how many front wings did you have this weekend? How many did, how many did Max have? You know, before the race when they go, that's uh, Sergio Perez looking at the uh, the telemetry in the car in the cockpit before the race, and it's just a piece of paper in my head that just says Max Verstappen front noses used zero. Sergio Perez front noses used seven this year. How much is a front Bracket, nose? Use less front noses, Sergio. Sergio Perez had to get a pep talk from his engineer on the on the um, formation lap. Like a dad being like, okay, Sergio, just don't worry too much. Everything's fine. You're a good driver. You're a really handsome boy. And you've got lovely forearms, Sergio. Has anyone ever told you that? You've got great eyelashes. Do you curl those eyelashes? I've, it looks like you use an eyelash curler. That's natural. Those are your natural eyelash. Sergio, you're so talented. I was watching you play Goldeneye the other day. And the way that you knew that the guard was in the right-hand toilet cubicle on facility level was really impressive. Just, just, do, just don't even just enjoy yourself today. That's what it's all about. Just enjoy. Just go out there and enjoy yourself. And you know what we're doing afterwards? Pizza. <laughs> How can you eat pineapple? You're so brave, Checo. On a pizza, that's wacky. Please don't fucking crash the car twice. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. How much is a front nose? About two hundred thousand. That's crazy. Yeah. It seems very much like he's he enjoyed being the underdog. 
And now that he's not... He's the overdog. <laughs> the finished dog. Check out. That's what we should start calling him. Yeah, I feel really bad for him. Cause Why? In a- Why? Why do you feel bad for him? Because I'm This in- is what happens when you race against champions. Yeah, I'm, but I'm invested in the character Sergio Perez in the soap opera Formula One that I watch. And his journey from heroic conqueror of superior cars to chunker of the most superior car (laughs) is there's no glory in it and he's had his whilst he's been given a better car he's had his glory taken away Mm. there is even the victory at red bull is a fairly empty experience because because it's fucking red bull so yeah obviously you're gonna win yeah look at max but to for Max to have won, Max has won the constructors' championship this year for Red Bull. That's yeah. how good Max Verstappen is. Yeah, yeah. That Perez has had a the worst season he's had at Red Bull by quite a long way. It's been really surprisingly bad. Yeah, he um, has he won one race this season? He has. Yeah, he's won one. Last is it only one? Yeah. Th- like, is it not two? No. Last year he won a couple. And he got Monaco, obviously the famous, the famous Monaco Sergio Perez race. Um, but anyway, we'll get back. We'll get to them properly. Uh, ninth place, Alfa Romeo. Da 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 da. It's time for Smacky Papa. Yes, DNF. Uh, who crashed into Bottas? Oh, it's Sergeant. Sergeant did quite a funny. Yeah, he locked up into Bottas, uh, and Bottas just went, "What the fuck." <laughs> He was like, of course. It must be so hard to be a Bottas driver in a sort of back-of-the-pack car, mm. knowing that you've raced in the greatest team at the greatest moment. Yeah. But then also have to deal with Latifi one year, Sergeant the next year. And they're, they're just like, they're all... Because Bottas is a better driver than all of those paid drivers. Yeah. But he has to look over his shoulder at all the time for these idiots. They started 16th, DNF, uh, started 19th, finished 13th, 10 points in the championship, and just a, not much of anything, really, just my main memory is Bottas in the gravel, and Sergeant going, um, sorry guys. Yes, I didn't see anything of Joe, who finished 13th, and because of the amount of DNFs, those who stayed in the race were made to look fairly good. Oh, he finished 13th, <laughs> from 19th, yes, it's not a bad race, is it? <laughs> Not a bad race for Joe, but if you say, "Oh, he was third last," yeah, that sounds worse. There was five DNFs. Five, well, well, four big, and a four and a half fat DNFs. Um, uh, Alfa Romeo are very much like, in my brain, they occupy the space of like Haas's sister team. Like they're competing with Haas to see who can be the most boring. Well, you know what? To me, the Alfa Romeo F1 team seems to be the only team that's like also doing probably doing market damage to their commercial vehicles. Yeah, I've not. I don't think I've seen anybody drive. Alfa Romeo yeah, car since the nineties. Because look at the, why would you want to look at their F one team driving your Alfa Romeo in your in your lovely Alfa Tauri hoodie. Yeah, I'd rather have a championship winning Honda than a two million pound Alfa Romeo. Think about that. <laughs> I would rather have a Honda Civic because they win races. Hey, it's a reliable car. Speaking of which, uh, um, Haas. Haas. Yeah. Yeah. In eight. Oh, you're doing it. What? You're going to do Haas. Uh, yeah, 14th, 15th, uh, 7th. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything interesting to say about Haas? Because so, I, I, if you do, 
that's a mate that's that'd be great seventh place williams <laughs> i mean okay firstly they're in seventh place with 21 points yeah which is a testament to how good alexander albon has been this season. yeah it, uh, red, red bull is max and williams is alex yeah. sergeant got a 10 second penalty for chunking it into the wall in qualifying. By the way, someone tweeted us saying chunking it, and I'm really pleased that it's entering the sort of. The it's I'm I'm pleased. F1 jargon. That's you first. You first ever used it to describe somebody doing badly at a comedy show. Me. I was describing me. I don't think you were actually. I said I chunked it. No. Anyway, I'm very happy for you that it's making its way into people's. Yeah, mouths. he chunked it into the wall, and then he got a 10 second penalty because. <laughs> William started setting up his new chassis before they'd disassembled his second his original broken crash chassis meaning that at one point in japan sergeant had two cars because they just knew they like had a whole spare one in the lorry and they were like come on then wheel it out while while logan sergeant's dad is on the phone to russia trying to sell more drones to them because he knows his son's gonna crash the car and then he needs to find the money somewhere they should demote him soon he should like be uh, Logan Lieutenant. He he wouldn't. He can't even be a reserve driver because he'd be really bad at giving data back. I was just doing a pun on his name, but yeah. How does the and how's uh, how, how's Logan doing in the um in the Sims? Ah, uh, it's really bad. He's he, he got in the simulator the other day and it just caught on fire. I don't, I don't even know how you do that. I think when they ask Logan to go on the Sims, like, Logan, you're on the Sims, please. He. Uh, he starts building a house and gets them to make make love. <laughs> he gets a text. Uh, how's the sim going, Logan? Yeah, they're arguing. I don't understand what they're saying, though. Ten-second penalty and then a five-second penalty. For smashing into Bottas like a dodgem. <laughs> Fifteen seconds. It was like dodgems. This That's... whole race was like dodgems. <laughs> this was a... For, 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 for the Japanese race, which is a country that kind of likes to, you know, promote how controlled and like... Not controlled, but like, you know, they're a very... Um, what's it? Regimented. Organised. All these words sound controversial. But what I mean is... I think it's fine. Is that they're quite, you know, respectful. That's the thing. Yeah. This was a very unrespectful race. I think it's fair to say. All the drivers had... They'd all slept for two hours. They all had that like jittery caffeine... Yeah, I've had too much. Fuck, I'm gonna turn this fucking corner, and they all just raced like they'd gone temporarily insane. Yeah, they all needed a Kit Kat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm eight, um, sixth place. Alpine. My girlfriend. Pramopine. The Suspoma. 12th to 10th for Gasly. 14th to 9th for Ocon. Um, 84 points. A huge points gap between Williams and Alpine. Not that it matters at this point in the season. Is there uh, a huge points gap between Williams and Alpine? This bit of the season feels like when you have to go back to school after your exams. We finished the Formula 1 season now, it feels it's like. It's finished. It's finished. Can we stop? Doing the podcast. the podcast. No, we can't stop doing the podcast, but we can stop watching the races. 
Okay, so what did we talk about during then, the podcast? But, but I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. Um, <laughs> um, we. <laughs> I want to talk about this Formula One now more than ever because you're seeing everyone fall apart. And that's really interesting. Well, almost everybody, yeah. I mean, everyone. Like, um, Alpine, Gasly and Ocon have done a great job of holding together that sort of um, childhood civic rivalry that they have. Yeah, with and that's other. good to watch. That yeah. is good to watch. And they've done a good job of, uh, of uh, not... F- I think they've realised that they don't like each other. Have you found yourself cheering for Ocon, who's obviously the good guy in the... Yeah, I, Ocon's one of my favourite drivers because he is an absolute bastard behind the wheel. Yeah. But he comes across so well in front of the camera. Yeah, you know? meekly and yeah. respectfully. You wouldn't mind him... You wouldn't mind your daughter bringing him home. Of all the drivers on the grid, I think Albon would be the the one that I'd want my daughter to date. Because you could bully him. <laughs> no, because he'd be respectful. Yeah, but you sort of think... Well, actually, I just thought I'd take her firstly to the library and show her my favourite books... And then we're going to go eat cold quesadillas. And I'll have her home by 7pm. Yeah, I suppose. I think actually, now I'm thinking about it, I'd like my daughter to be going out with somebody a bit more exciting than that. Yeah, I wouldn't want my daughter to date Logan Sargent because he'd drive her up to Lookout Point to try and make out with her, but crash on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In uh, fifth place, McLaren, 172 points. Norris starting third, finishing second. Piastri, I put the car in third. I'm amazed that McLaren are still in uh, fifth. I I know it's remarkable. How of the, how shit were they? They were so bad. <laughs> the, Do you not remember the start of the season when Norris was like, "Oh yeah, I mean we deserved 18th." But what were they doing? Is it like a rope a dope tactic or were they? It, it's it's an amazing the way that they've organised and built this car. I find to be incredibly impressive, and the way that they've built the team. Yeah, Lando and Oscar both such smart. Um, they've really smart driver recruitment over mm-hmm. the last few years. This podium was the youngest podium, um, uh, I think, for twenty years or something. Really? Years, yeah. And this this podium felt like the, f- and it was really exciting. It felt like the first time I that the new generation of F one drivers established themselves because normally there's someone with a receding hairline on the podium. Isn't yeah. There? There's normally an Alonso. There's normally a Vettel or a, um, a Hamilton. Yeah. And this year it was like three young sort of, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't think you can understate how, first of all, how impressive it is for Oscar to be driving as consistently as he is when he's yeah. a rookie. Mm-hmm. And second of all, how he's, only a little bit younger than Lando and Lando's been in F1 for the last 10 or 15 years <laughs> it's nice watching Lando become uh, good looking yeah isn't it he's become a real hunk yeah he's growing into his face yeah and that's the funny thing about F1 we were talking about this that when he, the, he no longer has his milk face yeah when the drivers start you go like like Verstappen looks like a child when he, he was 17 when he yeah 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 or like silly is, kind of huge yeah pink lips which is another rule that's been changed that now you couldn't have a 17 year old in f1 so red bull seemed Could to get you away, not? You know, yeah, red bull seemed to get away with coming in and going oh really we didn't know that wasn't a rule and then the fia going oh no wait it's not oh we better change it that's which, that's why red bull is such an important team because they basically they've read the rule book really stringently and gone yeah. oh, so we're allowed to do that yeah oh shit no you're 
We should go through the FIA rulebook and find all the little holes. Yeah, predict Red yeah. Bull's behaviour for the Did next you know season based no, on what the rules there's are. There's no rule that says they can't strap an actual rocket to the back of the car. Did you know that? Because <laughs> whatever it is, they're going to do it. Did you know that there's yeah. no rule to say that they can't put... What are those things that police throw onto the road when they want to stop someone who's driving quickly? Oh, you know, I don't spikes. know. Yeah, the spikes. Yeah, the spi- yeah, yeah. You know that there's no rule in the FIA guidebook. You know, you know says- there's no rule that you can't have an air horn with you and go... <laughs> When you walk past other drivers. Um, and I think if you look in the rule book, Stefano Domenicali, there's nothing that says Max Verstappen can't carry a grenade during the race and lob it behind him as he approaches the final straight. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, yes, you are, you are absolutely There's right. no rule against dropping off a giant revolving banana skin behind you to uh, <laughs> obstruct the other drivers. Um, Piastri renews for two years. This must be... Also, they swapped cars during the race. They swapped positions. Yeah. And they went, we're swapping positions. Let's go. Let's do it. And they just did it. Uh-huh. And they got on with it. Mm. And Norris went, we're wasting time. And they went, yeah, he's right. Norris is faster. Let him swap. Did they swap? Yeah. Just but did done. they swap? Yeah, they did. But it didn't look like a swap, did it? It looked like Lando overtook. It looked like, basically, it looked like Lando was on the radio going, um, you're ruining the race. Like, I have no problem with asking to swap, but don't stop being bitchy about it. Um, we're just ruining the race. So, like, um, you, we should swap. I'm faster than him. Well, if you're faster than him, why don't you overtake him then? Uh, I'm faster than him. Uh, and then he went, yeah, okay, Lando, we're sorting it. I'm faster than him. You're ruining the race. Yeah, okay, Lando, we're sorting it. Uh, okay, Lando, that's sorted. Just as they see Lando overtake him anyway. We did that, Lando. It felt like proper teamwork. And it mu- it must be so embarrassing for Mercedes to see A, two drivers working together and B, their engine working better in the McLaren as well. Yeah. like I, Mercedes are absolutely throwing this, their Formula One reputation into the toilet at this point it was quite an interesting thing to see up and down the track you had alpha tauri who were fighting with each other in lap one and lap 53 Mm -hmm. like right at the beginning right at the end of the race the two cars in the same team warring you had the same thing at mclaren i think the same thing happened at alpine once or twice i assume it happened at hasp didn't watch don't care and um and mercedes as well were uh were going for each other. You had a lot of teams infighting in that race. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, it, I don't know what the Japanese Grand Prix, this is the same, like it happened with um, uh, Senna and Prost at the Japanese Grand Prix where they both went into each other. This is absolutely fantastic. That bit. <laughs> they, they, something happens where their mind goes, oh my God, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm too tired for this shit. Yeah. Why, I've come all the way to Japan to do this again. Yeah. Why do I have to do this again? Max is going to win. I just, just shut up and let me drive the car. And they all just go out for themselves at this race. Something happens. Yeah. Something- a good race for all the Southern Hemisphere-based drivers. Or indeed, you know, Yuki, Liam Lawson and uh, Oscar. Um, fourth place, Aston Martin. A <laughs> Started 17th, strolled DNF'd. Alonso lost his mind during the race, shouted at everyone that they threw. It was a the silent wolves. DNF, wasn't it? It wasn't like one of those DNFs where they make a big... It was one of those ones where, it was- by the way... He's off. It was silent but violent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And and then Alon, um, Alonso, again, don't big up your race before. Don't show everyone your samurai tattoo because it will mean that you'll have a crap oh, race. Oh, yeah, this is your rule about don't be in the, don't be in Sky's VT. Yeah. Don't be happy about how well you've qualified. Yeah. Never, never. Unless you're Max Verstappen. Like, if you've qualified surprisingly well, 
don't ever be happy about it because yeah. you will just drive into a wall. As soon as Alonso went, we will be on the podium every day this season. God went, <laughs> watch this. Uh, moving on to Ferrari. Oh, yeah, one more thing, by the way. Um, sorry, just while we're talking about Aston Martin. So Stroll DNF'd. Is that right? I'm, I don't know. I've just got to check my phone for a minute. No, I just want to say, so he was... Say, just start the music. So Stroll DNF'd and... Um, he had to go home after the race, didn't he? Because he was obviously... His ego's at an all-time low. His morale is shot. And I imagine that Lance Stroll probably just absolutely ashamed of himself. Went back to his home or apartment or the um, the yacht that his dad's rented. And he sat there in silence. And he's alone. He's completely alone. He's completely alone in the house. And he's just in- embracing the solitude. And he decides to wim off and he starts breathing in and breathing out. And then all of a sudden he realises that he's actually not alone in the house. And in walks Raquel and she says, Hey Lance, hey Raquel, this season's really not coming together for me. I really don't know who I am anymore, Raquel. I, I just want to race and make my daddy proud and make him happy. Well, Lance, let me tell you from experience, it's impossible to make your daddy happy. What do you mean? Well, let's just say he likes me to do things to him that I find absolutely repugnant. And oh, given that he's pushing 70 and I'm only in my early 40s, I'm really at my sexual peak. Huh? What's a sexual peak, Raquel? Hey, I've asked you so many times. Call me mommy. Uh-huh. Okay, mommy. Hey, what's what? What's that on the? Oh, it's uh, that's wasabi sauce because we're in Japan. Do you know what wasabi sauce is, Lance? Um, no, I don't know what it is. I'm just so sad. Here, let me put some in your mouth. Oh, mm. oh, that's so spicy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, Lance, you know what else is spicy? No. You know what else you can put in your mouth, Lance? No. And you know what else would make your daddy happy? <laughs> no. And then she just stands up and kind of takes off her. Okay, anyway, moving on. Could you write in, listener, and let us know how uncomfortable that makes you feel? <laughs> and then what I'll do, I'll try and I'll try and articulate what it's like to be in the room with Josh when he's doing that. It's so hard to not. I really don't want to jump the shark on this joke because I enjoy it so much. You don't. I think the joke is that you jumped the shark from the very beginning. I think the jo- the joke is the shark's been jumped. <laughs> And now the shark's being seduced. The shark-, shark is seducing Lance. Okay, third place, Ferrari. Signs six, Leclerc fourth and fourth. They've both they both qualified and finished in the same place. Um, Signs got very annoyed at the Mercedes for using his trick, didn't he? The DNF trick. They had using my trick. Yeah, but I don't think he was like <laughs> that. Was so sweet, wasn't it? He was cracking gags during the race. Uh, I've 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 got. So uh, much love for Carlos. Carlos is um, really in a happy place. And it's like an F1 team, you can't have two drivers who are both fine. Yeah, he's found a zen, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to, you know, Lando and Oscar both seem pretty all right, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but because that that's not, that's because they don't want to win yet. They can't win yeah, yet. Yeah, no, I know. And they as don't soon feel as, like they should be winning. Yeah, and as soon as they are in a winning car, yeah. wait until one of them wins a race. Because Lando is the driver. He has the um, most points for no wins. Oh, really? Do you know who had that um, uh, trophy, that record before him? Max? No. Nico Ulkenberg. He has the most points without a win in his Formula 1 career. Oh, yeah. And Norris sense. overtook him this weekend. And as soon as McLaren get a win, they're going to 
it's going to fall apart. Yeah, I can see that. And okay. also what I think will happen is I think Piastri might win before him, which will drive Lando Norris absolutely That's insane. What, if I'm cheering for anything in Formula One, it's for that yeah. to happen. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, Ferrari, I mean, just, I just feel for Charles as well. Um, I love Fred Vasseur more and more every time I watch him. He's not a Vasseuse. He's a Vasseur. It was a fine race for... I think in the context of what happened to Ferrari last week, brackets, they won a race, close brackets, you would expect... It's like your whole thing, don't be happy after qualifying, don't get your samurai sword tattoo out. It's like, don't win a race, because you'll just fucking (laughs) DNF next week. There is a sense of fatalism about doing well in Formula One when you're not expected to, that means the next week... The karmic rebalancing act means that you drive into a wall and burst into flames. Yeah. So to that end, and I think it actually has been more apparent over the last, maybe the second half of the season, Ferrari have built a a kind of steady consistency that that is a departure from where they were at the beginning of the season, definitely. And we were talking about them being... Garfunkel. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were. The, I mean, a, a team of two Garfunkels. Yeah, it was. It was really funny to watch the Ferrari explode and then Carlos sit on a mound of grass and cry. Mm. And mm. now that's not <laughs> happening. But I do. I do feel like Charles is falling apart. But speaking of falling apart, Mercedes in second, um, Hamilton seventh to fifth, Russell eighth to seventh, and three hundred and five points um, ahead of uh, Ferrari's two hundred and eighty-five points. But I just don't understand that they embarrass themselves so much this weekend well, how did they embarrass themselves for you just the bickering because Toto I, I think Toto has something oh, right. in his contract where he doesn't have to go to one of the far away races yeah which also what do you think Toto did with his weekend off um well I I scuba until my eyes bleed pumpernickel ham and pumpernickel always a slice sometimes some ham healthy cappuccino he treats himself to a whole cappuccino I he? think he probably tried to we are going to have some family time but he organised the shit out of it. Like, it couldn't just be, I'm going to be on the sofa with my kids and have fun. It's like, we are going to do this 8.30 to 8.45, and then we move into the sitting room. We play Monopoly. There is three hours allocated for Monopoly before we go to shops. We get fact finders and then fill them out from the toy shop. And then skydiving at 11.45, followed by sushi for lunch, which you will eat because it's the Japanese Grand Prix. We make the pepper Pig cakes at 3.30 in the afternoon. I have four ice baths. All four of us will take ice baths till our eyes bleed. Yes, in the paddling pool in the garden. I put lots of ice in it. The children don't want to get in, but I do it anyway. It is good for your metabolic system, children. 5 until 5.45 is nap time. 5.30 till 5.45, love making. I'm losing my accent now. I'm losing my total. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, first place. um, The team are called Red Bull Racing. Mm -hmm. Um, So firstly, the FIA went, oh, you know what? When we didn't penalize Max um, last week in Singapore, uh, we probably should have done that. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, We're not going to do it now. Um, we're not going to penalise him after the race, which which they've always done. Mm. No, no, no. We we shouldn't. He, him impeding Sonoda actually that was a problem. And what we've done is is we've changed the rules. You know, when Max Verstappen came in and he was seventeen years old, we we've realised that's too young. So what we've done is we've changed the rules. But we Red Bull is we've let them in. Now we're going to bring up the drawbridge. That's what we've done. And then this week, 
Perez starts the race, rams a Ferrari, rams a Mercedes, not once, but twice, needs a new wing, comes in, gets a new wing, goes back out, hits Magnussen, comes back in, and they go, for fuck's sake, Sergio, just sit in the car, in the garage, shut the fuck up, don't touch anything, don't touch, like when your dad gets out the car when you're a kid, I'm going in there to buy cigarettes and star- Starburst, don't touch anything. Mm. And they I, went once, just, I once set my dad's car on fire doing yeah. that. <laughs> I know this story. story for another time. And they went, Sergio, just fucking wait there. We're gonna, we're gonna make sure Max can win this because you fucked this up for all of us. And then they looked in the rule books and went, oh, we can serve Sergio's time penalty for the next race now. And they called the FIA and went, hey, are there any rules about um, after a driver retires that you can unretire the driver? They didn't ring the FIA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went, yeah, there's no rule. Fuck off. There was also such a funny point when they sent him back out. So they retired Sergio Perez. Then they went, hang on, if he just pops back out, he can serve his time penalty. And then we won't have to serve it next week. I mean, like it makes a difference to... They're still... What's nicest about Red Bull is that they're still thinking about Sergio Perez like he actually exists. (laughs) That's kind of sweet. Oh, you won't have to serve it next week. Like it matters. He's going to DNF there too. What's the fucking problem? Like a five-second time penalty. Doesn't matter. But anyway, so he was in the paddock for 25 laps. Yeah. Yeah. Came back out. So because he came back out and he hadn't been... Other people had DNF'd since he went into the paddock. The 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 the, the race uh, lineup as it was displayed on the screen uh, was like it was fifteenth Magnuson and then Albon uh, DNF uh, Sergeant DNF Stroll DNF Perez running nineteenth. <laughs> And he was an active driver, but behind people who had already DNF'd. It was like, how does it even... Imagine, like, if you'd woken up at seven. I'm not going to get up for six to watch the Japanese Grand Prix. I'm going to get up at seven and watch it from then. And you go, I think I know my Formula One well enough to be able to kind of watch a race from one hour in. Now, what's happening here? Well, Perez is not DNF'd, but he is behind people who have DNF'd. <laughs> what is going on? Like, who is directing this? What I was hoping for was a safety car, because then they, the cars can unlap themselves before the safety car so that all the cars are in the right order. Yeah. And what that technically would have meant is that Sergio Perez would have to do 25 laps. 25 unlaps. Unlaps to get back into his right, which they should have made him do. Yeah. And also that constructors party when Perez walked in last night, they won the championship. They had all their beer. I didn't see that. No, but it must have been so. Oh, right. You know, like that guy at the office party or the work party who's just, he comes in and everyone goes, oh my God, he's going to come over. He's going to start talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just comes over and is like, "Oh, I was doing Dungeons and Dragons last night." It's just so you know what I like about it. It's about it's about the human experience. That's really what it is. At its best, it's people think it's just being like games, but it's actually a really and everyone's going, "Mate, we were having a really nice time. We were about to do coke, frankly." Mm. And Sergio just must he must have that energy at Red Bull at this point. Yeah, there's no way that the drivers care about Perez. Yeah, and I bet you, you know, at school when you'd go up to a kid and be like. Can I swap my Mars bar for your Milky Way? The Red Bull Checo's engineers must go up to Max's engineers and go, listen, I'll give you all my holiday time. Please just let me be Max's engineer. I can't do another pit stop for Checo. I can't look in his sad eyes through that visor as he just bravely tries to carry on, even though he knows he's fucked his career. 
I can't do it. Please swap with me. Sergio Perez's career right now is an unanswered Hail Mary play. It's, 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 yeah, but it's sad to watch. I mean, Red Bull had a double DNF and won the race mm. and the championship during a race where they had a double. And this is the great. That's like a riddle. No, and yeah. <laughs> Red Bull had a double DNF and won the race. How is this possible? Oh, well, it's like, oh, you know, a, a, a man rode in onto town. Uh, yeah, a man's in a, in a room. There are no windows, and there's he's dead, hanging, but there's only water on the floor. What happened? Yeah, that a man, riddle. a man, a man, a man rode into a ro- uh, rode on a horse on uh, on on Wednesday. He uh, he stayed for three days and rode out on Tuesday. How is this possible? You know that Red Bull clearly have someone in their contract department who has to look between the rules and go. Oh, actually, you know, like, like Horner goes, find me all the things we can do to mess up. It's quite a sort of. Um, not to liken him to Donald Trump, but it's quite a Trumpian strategy to go, oh, I'm actually going to pardon myself. And they go, well, you can't do that. And he goes, well, where does it say that I can't? So I'm pardoning myself. <laughs> I have more sympathy for it in a Formula One environment than I do in a Democratic Republic environment. <laughs> yeah, I said it wasn't a good example. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, it is a good, it is a good example. But I think if, like, if Trump was head of the Formula One, I'd probably like him a bit more. Yeah. He, that's what that's what the peak of his ability should have been. Yeah. And just like that, the peak of Sergio Perez's ability should have been probably staying that at racing point. Racing point. Yeah, I was, yeah pink, the pink one. Also, people are complaining on the internet going, oh, the FIA change all the rules. You know, once Red Bull do something that they're not allowed to do, they go, okay, you can do it, but no one else can. Which is true, but Mercedes did that in their peak as well. Do you remember the DAS system, the steering wheel? That oh, yeah, the little uh, the, the brake that was a pump. Yeah, the little sort of sort of you could pump the yeah like the car. And there's that amazing moment in uh, Drive to Survive where Horner and Toto Wolf are walking along, and going, "Yeah, well, we're obviously just going to check if it's allowed. If yeah. you're allowed the steering wheel, okay, great. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I would do the same that. thing. And uh, yeah, well, we we do have to check, of course, don't we? And Toto goes, "Yes, of course, you have to check. It's a good piece of engineering, though, isn't it?" <laughs> and Christian goes, "Yeah. Anyway, bye." bursts through some double doors but that's why Horner's loving being top dog now he is loving it no one is having a better time not I don't mean Christian Horner's life I just mean Christian Horner when he thinks about Toto yeah that is the greatest he's so much happier now schadenfreude no not to be ironic Um, do you think that ever there will be a if you look at the way that it used to be like it would not just be I'm not sure when the last time that a constructor won the constructors championship and then didn't also win a bunch of other constructors championships around it yeah like or 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 a driver coming from a different team to the constructor like when will that ever happen again i don't i mean i don't know when i mean obviously like braun and ferrari were the two sort of last kind of standalone championships or driver winners and or, and or constructors I don't know if we'll see that anytime soon it just seems like Formula 1 is geared for this mad dominance mm. at the minute there can't be a, a real fight with the way that things are set up Yeah, and also the way that they, they are allowing as much as Red Bull are being very clever it's just setting them up for more victory that they, they can just get away with anything at this mm. point there's no punishment they, they, they didn't impede Max in um, Singapore they 
bent the rules so much this weekend and there's really no it does feel like the FIA want here's the funny thing it feels like the FIA want Red Bull to win but and it feels like Sergio Perez is actually doing more to stop Red Bull winning than the FIA (laughs) (laughs) okay all right well that's it for the Formula One race review of the Japanese Grand Prix 2023. Please buy some merch on our website, the Dirty Airs on our socials. Leave a like, a review, um, comments, all that stuff really helps. And also what's happened is because the podcast has grown quite a lot in the last few months, we've had quite a few <laughs> like angry reviews from people. A lot of a few Dutch people being like, "This is the worst podcast I've ever listened to." Yeah. Um. So we ask you now more than ever to go on there and give us a good review and a comment and a five star because it pushes us. Ba- it actually does help balance out the sort of angry F one purists who found this podcast and yeah, hate yeah. it. It's it's your fault for listening to it as an F one purist. <laughs> um. I'm Josh Weller and I'm Alfie Brown. Oh, predictions for Qatar. Where's like? Oh no, we've got another 12th. podcast before then. Yeah, but I still think it's Stroll 12th. You, where, do, where do you think he's going to finish? It's 12th. Uh, okay. Do you know? Do you want to know where I think he's going to finish? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I got, I got it. It's a sex joke. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to take a sudden chill Cruella, Cruella She's like a spider waiting for the kill Roger, she'll hear you Cruella de Vil At first you think Cruella is a devil But after time has worn away the shock